Hello everyone, and welcome to the Double L Show. I'm your host, Louisa Lee. Wondering what the two L's stand for? In this terribly uncertain time, things are absolutely gross and overwhelming. To combat this, I've challenged myself to laugh and learn something new each day. And if I can do that, things seem a little bit more manageable. This show gives me an opportunity to share that with all of you. Please understand that this show is not intending to be yet another form of toxic positivity, but rather just something to enjoy in spite of everything else going on in the world. Every episode, I will have a guest here to teach me something new that I don't know much about, and in return, I will be trying to make them laugh. So, the double L stand for laughing and learning. And also me, Louisa Lee. So here with me today, I have Colt Bennett, who has graciously agreed to give me a lesson in personal finance. Um, Before we get started, remember that the goal here is for me to learn new things and for Colt to laugh. So we do have a tally chart going where we'll be keeping track of how often both of those things happen. Uh, Winner gets nothing uh, except bragging rights, Um, but Colt and I are both so competitive that honestly, if there was more of a prize, it might get ugly. So, all right, let me introduce you to Colt Bennett. Colt doesn't think he uh, qualifies as a personal finance expert, but let me give you some perspective on his credentials for being here. Colt has majors in accounting, finance, and supply chain management. He served as an ambassador for the Price College of Business at the University of Oklahoma. In his free time, he led the 2019 OU Dance Marathon, formerly known as Soonerthon Team, in raising over $900,000 for the Children's Miracle Network. The year after that, he served as the treasurer for Campus Activities Council, where he managed a budget upwards of $250,000. Probably a lot upwards. Um, That was my best guess. And um, I didn't want to consult Colt before I wrote this biography for him because I knew that he would get mad at me for bragging on him so much. Um, Combined with his experience with the Children's Miracle Network and several internships, he has experience in the corporate and nonprofit sectors. So please, If anyone can name a more qualified college student to teach me about personal finance, let me know. Colt, would you care to introduce yourself? Uh, Thanks for having me, Louisa. And actually, I can name probably about a thousand other people who are more qualified than I am, uh, at least in my classes alone, but I appreciate you having me anyway. I I doubt it. And I don't think that they would be nice enough to come on the show, so it doesn't really matter anyway. Um, All right, so the first thing that we're going to do here is I am going to start by saying everything I know about personal finance, and believe it or not, it's not going to be very much. Perfect. And Colt is going to fact check me and tell me if I'm correct or not. So um, I don't think I'm going to be, well, actually, I'm I'm pretty confident in all five of these. All right. Number one, credit cards are like taking out a small loan. Just because you don't have to pay it now doesn't mean you don't have to pay it. Correct. Correct? Correct. Awesome. Okay. Good thing, because I do have a credit card, so good thing I'm right about that. Okay. Number two, debit cards use money that you already have. Yes. Right. Usually withdraws from a checking account, or it can be set up to a savings account. Okay. I didn't know it could be set up to a savings account. That's a lot more rare, but it is possible. Right. Tally tally me one for learning. Um, Okay. So I'm two for two right now. Two for two. All right. Number three. Everyone that uses the same bank has the same routing number. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right? Well done. I learned that the other day when I was filling out my tax forms at a new job. Hmm. All right. Number four. 
When picking a savings account, you should consider the interest that your money is going to accumulate. Yep, 100%. Wow. I maybe maybe I'm the expert. No, I'm just kidding. I'm but also not. think about given the interest rate there could also be penalties for if you um, pull it out early. So oh. that's something to think about as well, depending on the account. Okay. Cuz sometimes like checking accounts are a lot lower interest rate because you the it's a lot more uh, fluid. You can pull things out a lot more easily where a savings account can generally be a little higher because mm-hmm. the thought is you're going to leave it in there for extended periods of time. Okay. So I will give myself that was right, but yeah, you no. had some caveats. Well, yeah, well, I just added to it, but y- you're still correct. Well, that's what you're here to do. Thank you, Colt. Okay, number five, my last fact, and then this is all of the personal finance knowledge I have, so just keep that in mind. Number five, American Express credit cards have one less digit than Visa, MasterCard, and Discover. I actually have no idea. I don't have an Amex, so I'll give that one to you. That's true. I learned that when I worked at the Sooner Club, and I had to um, enter credit cards all day. And the first few times that I was given an American Express, I was confused because it had one less digit. Well, you're dealing with some high rollers there, I would imagine. I I was (laughs) dealing with some high rollers at the Sierra Club. That's correct. Okay, Colt. Well, that's all I know. So anything else that you can teach me, I'll be greatly, I'll be very much appreciative for. Yeah. Well, I think think you touched on a lot of the main elements of, of personal finance. I mean, it... I don't know. I think sometimes people make it out to be this big, scary thing, but pretty much personal finance is just anything that you are doing individually to set yourself up for success in the future. At least that's how I look at it. So that deals with budgeting, your savings account, um, investing, uh, setting up for retirement, um, So, mm. which is a lot less complicated than it, it sounds like. And those are kind of the things that um, I focus most on, which would be, be budgeting, savings, and uh, retirement, because you can always, it's never too early to start. Budgeting, savings, and retirement. Mm-hmm. BSR. Yeah, that's a sure. If, BSR. If. <laughs> All right, cool. Awesome. Okay, so what? So would you say that those are the basic elements of personal finance? Yeah, I mean, there, there is more that goes into it. I mean, if you look up any, like, Investopedia article, uh, you know, they may have, like, a whole list of things that are involved. But I think for someone at least at our stage of life, um, if you can just focus on those three things, it's very manageable and it can actually make a big difference moving forward. So what are there any personal rules that you have for budgeting? Savings and retirement. Savings and retirement. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, there are a few. Um, at first, like on the savings and retirement, those can go hand in hand, um, but mm-hmm. I, I would think of them separately, whereas like a savings account, so that's what you want to put, you know, up to, let's say, like 20% can go into savings slash retirement. Like 20% of whatever you earn can go into both of those because that's preparing for the future. Mm-hmm. But like a savings account, maybe for an emergency fund, a lot of people use it, you know, in case maybe they're going to be out of work. Mm-hmm. Their savings account can help keep them afloat. Whereas a retirement account, that is money that you will not or should not touch until you, um, you know, you, until you completely retire. And uh, the age to withdraw that without penalty is like 59 and a half years old Mm -hmm. so um, which like we can talk about that later but I think a good rule is um, and you can do it by percentages if you want but first of all the first thing I do after earning any money is I make sure I pay off like all expenses before I do anything else so anything that's your living expenses and that people say should be like 50% of your income put towards that and then the other 30% you can do towards like lifestyle stuff so like going to the movies going out to dinner um, things like that and then 20% uh, can go out to uh, 
you know, uh, to your future. So that's, again, retirement savings. So that's still a very, like, small percentage comparatively. But right. basically, as long as you're taking care of what it takes to live, mm-hmm. and then you can start planning for the future so you don't have to worry about that later on. Awesome. Very good. Very good. Um, so what got you passionate about, interested in personal finance, at least enough to want to talk about it with me on the show. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if I would say I'm super passionate about it. Sure. I, I just think it's something, <laughs> I just think it's something <laughs> that I add the caveat of interested in. Right, right. Well, I mean, it's something that whether you're, you know, someone who works in business or who has never picked up a business textbook before, it's something that everyone has to do. Right. And I think that the more you can learn about it early, uh, the more successful you can be in the future. Because at least I'm a big planner, and I think that that is one thing that I really love about personal finance is if you do it correctly and you start early, um, you can you can you know set yourself up for a really a really enjoyable future around retirement as well. Awesome. And is that why you have three majors in the business college? That's honestly that was I couldn't really make up my mind freshman year. I was that was something where I was like yeah. I don't really you know you coming from high school and they expect you to you know declare what you're going to learn for four years and then get a job in, which you know that's a whole different conversation. But I mean, right. at the beginning, I was just kind of picked what sounded interesting and I, I just kept doing that. And then you know at the end of my sophomore beginning of junior year, I decided I should probably stop if I wanted to graduate, <laughs> you know, at all. So yeah, so that's that's kind of you know I started out really interested in supply chain management. And then I took a, a few uh, accounting and finance classes and. That really piqued my interest, and I find that to be a really interesting business sector, and so that's mm-hmm. kind of where my my interests lie. Yeah. Do you, th- which major yields itself more to personal finance, accounting or finance? Uh, based on what we learned in the classroom, I mean, it's a little bit of both. Finance, a lot of it's mainly focused on like corporate finance or some in banking, but more on like if you're from the bank side, not from the individual. So it's a little bit of both. Uh, I think it's just understanding kind of maybe the taxes side of accounting would play more into personal finance because that is taxes can be a big uh, motivator for the types of accounts that you use um, and whatnot. And it is tax season right now. It is. Yeah. Yeah, actually. So yeah, make sure by, you know, mid April, everyone get your papers in tax tax season. All right. Um, okay. So I feel like you kind of already touched on this, but Mm -hmm. like, how did you, gain all of the knowledge that you have in personal finance? Is it from your classes or from like um, hands-on experience, your parents? What's, how'd you learn? So a lot of what we learn in the classroom really, uh, at least in my experience, has not been tailored towards personal finance. Again, it's a lot more corporate or bank setting. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, a lot of it was, you know, I was lucky that, you know, my parents were very uh, open to teaching me actually how to do things versus just like doing it for me. Mm. Uh, I work with my bank every now and then try to understand kind of what can I, what accounts can I set up, excuse me, and uh, you know what that looks like. And then just, you know, if I get interested in something, I'll just start Googling it, try to find some reliable sources to maybe see if I can get some more information, then usually check myself against one of those other two sources as well. Awesome. Wonderful. Um, what do you? What are some things that you wish everyone knew about personal finance? That it's really not that scary. Now there are things like if you get into you know different types of investments and what all that looks like. Yeah, that's going to be a little bit out of your wheelhouse. Uh, for some people, it's not, but for me, it for is. For me, it certainly is. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I think one thing is just like it's not. 
it's really not that scary and there's a lot of things you can do that are really simple like honestly if, if you bank with anyone you know you probably have a checking account mm-hmm. that I do I do have a checking right, account right exactly and that's really great for paying off anything and um, something as simple as like setting up direct deposits from that to any type of expenses whether that's you know rent utilities mm-hmm. stuff like that that's a really good way to make sure you're never late on a payment sure. and then making sure you have you know opening a savings account so that you're putting some money away for the future. And then also like recently, I mean, just this last year, I opened my own um, individual retirement account or IRA account. And so that's, mm. that's uh, and that's something that I wish I'd done earlier. And like, I, you know, I've told my younger sister, like, I think it'd be great if she went ahead and opened one because you can go ahead and put um, money away now. And it will just kind of like those interest rates you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Annually, you are an interest rate. So the money keeps growing um, up until, you know, you start to take it out. And with retirement, mm-hmm. um, what is it called? An IRA? That's what I have. There's different types of retirement okay. accounts, but an individual retirement account is an IRA, yes. So you have access to the money in your retirement account whenever, right? Yeah, yeah. But obviously you get more benefits if you wait and to touch it. Right. So, for example, uh, so let's just take the IRA because that's something that everyone could open up. Okay. Um, if you get like a traditional IRA, whenever you do take the money out, like that money can be taxed. If you use a, a Roth IRA, which I do, mm-hmm. whenever you take the money out, that is tax-free. Oh, so, okay. But uh, the thing is, if you take it out before you're 59 and a half, which is like for financial reasons, that's like the retirement age, mm-hmm. then on top of any taxes you have to pay, there is a 10% early withdrawal fee on top of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's honestly in your best interest, no Not pun intended, to, to just... Okay. You know, best interest. <laughs> <laughs> to just good one, Cole. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, to just uh, to just leave it in there, and that's the thing is, I mean, and there's contribution contribution limits, mm-hmm. um, on those uh, like for 2020 and 2021, it's uh, six thousand oh, uh, dollars a year. But okay. I mean, again, it's I saw one example where it's like if you put in six thousand a year for a decade, mm-hmm. by the end of that decade, you'll have just under eighty thousand dollars. So you put in sixty, but because mm-hmm. of the interest, the annual interest rate, you're you know gaining an extra you know nineteen to twenty thousand. So that's that's an example. If you just put it there and you just leave it, mm-hmm. then it's going to grow and you're going to have a lot more uh, whenever you're ready to finally use it and you're not working anymore. Okay. So let's let's say that probably the majority of people that eventually will be listening to this are college students. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you think college students should think about r- with regards to personal finance during college? And then what do you think are some things that you should have taken care of by the time you graduate before you like start your career and obviously again i know colt's not an expert yes thank you you are you know you do have more experience and expertise than me i learned actually this is a side note for everyone i learned the other day i was texting colt and he was concerned that he's not an expert and whatever and I said that expertness is relative, and compared to me, he is an expert. And that's when I learned that expertness is not a word, and expertise is actually the word that you use in place. So, uh, thank you, Colt, for contributing again to my learning. I'll give you another tally. Yeah, of course. Um, so, I think one thing to point out uh, on that is with personal finance, it's something that evolves. So just to kind of like go off of you said, what should we have like taken care of by the time we graduate? I would look at that as what should we have started knowing that at different stage of life, 
different things make sense. So, for example, um, starting with when we're in college, uh, so clearly you're going to have a checking account mm -hmm. uh, that should be open, and clearly, like, you know, that'll be used to pay, pay for – that can be used to pay for everything, um, which is great. And I think something that's really overlooked is having a budgeting app, like I bank with Bank of America. and so. Yeah, and so it, indeed, yes. Yeah, so yeah. that so our apps actually have a budgeting tool involved in it, right. already included in the interface. So we can see like what categories we spend on. You can set your budget, and like I may get an alert like, oh, like your spending is high in like two categories this month, mm -hmm. and kind of that thing. Um, if your bank doesn't have that, you know, there are things like I used Mint for a little bit, which is a personal budgeting app. It also can involve your uh, or include your credit score. Excuse me. So that's something that you can have a credit nerd wallet I think also has an app that you can use nerd so nerd wallet So like stuff like that <laughs> and it's and they're and they're free to use sometimes if you want certain um you know certain applications on it you have to pay a membership for the most part the basic levels are free or you know you can just put it in an excel sheet and track it yourself but that's a lot more you know labor on on your end so I yes. think um so yeah having a personal budget I think is huge just so you can understand kind of and, and at the beginning, you'll just learn what you're spending money on, and then you can set it from there. Uh, and I think a big thing is just be flexible with yourself. Like, don't mm. beat yourself up if maybe you spend an extra 50 bucks on food one month or something. Like, you know, now if you're spending, like, an extra 500 like, for a couple months, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's more problematic. Sure. But I think, yeah, that's one thing is just be don't, – don't beat yourself up about it. Another thing uh, is open an IRA or some sort of retirement account. Because with those individual retirement accounts, you can keep contributing to them. Mm. Whereas once you graduate and start working somewhere, you may open a, a retirement account with your company. Right. And those can be – you can contribute to those separately. Oh. Um, and there's there's limits on both. Okay. But that's one thing. Like I look at an individual retirement account as no matter where I'm working, I'm always able to put money away without having to get tied up with uh, my company. Right. So three big things would be, you know – open it and, and I would open a savings account sorry that's the third thing is gotcha. and even if you're just putting in like 10 bucks a month mm -hmm. something you know just do it to where it's a, a regularly occurring basis to where you are growing that in case there is a period of life either right after college especially right now I know a lot of my friends graduated um, last May mm -hmm. and so they were entering the workforce at a really uncertain time right. and you know if you don't have a savings account you can make it by but it can feel a lot better if you at least have some money in there to kind of keep you afloat while you're still trying to find a job somewhere. Right. So it'd be, yeah, open a savings account, have an individual retirement account of some sort. Um, Roth IRAs are great because, again, when you take those, when you take the money out, it is going to be tax-free, mm -hmm. which is great. But any type of retirement account is a great start. Um, and then have some sort of budgeting tool just to make sure that you're keeping track of everything that's going on. And what were the percentages that you recommended earlier for, you said 50% for expenses? Yeah, 50 for expenses, 30% for like lifestyle. So that's going out to dinner, going to the movies, mm. buying something at Target that you just told yourself you wouldn't get, but you did at the end of the Why month. Why are you looking me right in the eye? Because you can relate to that. I've done it a hundred times for sure. You know, yes. they have great deals. Yes, but um, And then 20% towards your future or towards any type. And that's really general. You can change it. I mean, my thing is I would focus on, I would focus on taking care of your immediate living expenses because you have to pay for those right. and then do as much as you can to set yourself up for success in the future. Yeah. No, I think that's a great that's a great breakdown and that's very and like you said, you know, you can give yourself flexibility, but that's a really good place to start for people who have no idea, who are not 
as fortunate to have parents who taught them about financial yeah. literacy or anything like that. So I think that's a great, a great starting point. And I, and I think if you honestly, if, and depending on if it's a regional bank, so mm-hmm. if it like Bank of America's, you know, global, it mm-hmm. if you just if you can find someone to talk to at one of those mm-hmm. and just bring a few of your initial questions, there should be someone who can help you. Um, and that's a good way to get started. So what about I know another thing we hear a lot in in college and like and at this stage of our life is like you need to start building credit. Mm-hmm. And so um, what do you have? Do you have any advice on that? I know my dad um, told me he he wanted me to get a credit card, I think, last year. Um, and I used that to pay for gas because yeah. that's like a expense I know I'm going to have every month. Mm-hmm. But that way I'm not putting everything on my credit card because when you are, as, as I mentioned earlier, you know, credit cards, it feels really good at the beginning because you don't the money doesn't disappear when you swipe it right like it does with the debit card right um, but then a month later you've got you've got a nice little bill that you've that you've got yeah. to pay so um, that's how I do mine um, what do you do you have any recommendations on building credit and things like that yeah so and this is gonna be a really like rough uh, sure. analogy so just go with it but I am here for analogy but so so every week uh, you know like and here in Norman, you know, our trash service comes every Tuesday mm-hmm. or whatever. So let's say on Wednesday, I have an empty trash can. Okay. And let's say that I start throwing away, you know, like old paper towels, leftover food, whatever in that trash can. Okay. Okay. So you're right. At that moment, like I don't have to take my trash can out to the curb. Mm. But right. it is going to start building up. Yes. And if it gets too full, it's going to get messy. Right. And I have to deal with it eventually. And then I'm going to have to push it out there. So I think that's a good way to kind of think about a credit card. And you're exactly right. Like, you don't have to pay it right away, but you are going to have to pay for it eventually. And the thing they can get you with these is the different interest rates that are on credit cards. Right. So the important thing, at least, like, that I've been taught is to never carry a balance if possible. Right. And I understand that that is not always possible given some people's situations, like, depending on if you're waiting on a paycheck or, mm-hmm. like, if you had to, you know, if you had a big expense you weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with gas, that's very manageable. But right. if, let's say, you know, I decided to buy a present for somebody and it, you know, costs a lot of money and I didn't have that to pay off, I'm going to get charged an interest rate on top of whatever balance I carry over. Right. So I think a great starting point is if you have a credit card, um, that's awesome. Do pay attention to the interest rates, but just keep in mind, like, a lot of those, that depends on if you carry a balance over from month to month. So if you pay right. it off every month, especially early on, you can kind of get away with some of these like higher because I know like some like I have a cash rewards credit card. I don't know why I did cash rewards. I think it was because I'm not going to travel a lot, especially right now. Right. And it was like this gave yes. the most points, but also like cash is kind of slowly disappearing in terms of yes. personal use. But yes. that's a me problem anyway. Um, <laughs> but like some of these, you know, I'll be like worried like, oh, like this interest rate's like really high. And it's just as long as you're not carrying a balance you're okay. Mm -hmm. There are some credit cards though, where, you know, you have a balance, let's say your balance is a thousand dollars. If you spend more than 10% of that, there can be a penalty fee, but that is, Mm. I have not, I have not encountered that. And I think that that, it really depends on who you're banking with and Mm -hmm. what card it is. But Mm -hmm. so just make sure, basically the thing is make sure you're reading all the terms and make sure you fully understand um, what's going on. Cause even if you only spend a hundred dollars, if that's over what you're supposed to and that's and that comes with an interest fee, then you're going to be paying even more than that 
just to get your balance down to zero. And they'll they'll try to get you to to carry balance too. Oh yeah, because they'll be like, oh, you can just transfer it over. That's no. funny. Because yeah. like I use Discover, I have mm-hmm. a Discover card, and um, every month, you know, my balance will be like probably like five hundred ish. And they'll tell me all I have to pay on my payment is like thirty five dollars. Oh exactly. Like, minimum due by by the next time is thirty five dollars. I'm like, oh, that's no problem. I could do that right now. But yeah, what you don't realize is that then that carries yeah. over, and the four hundred and what el- whatever else I can't do math. I used to be a mathlete, but you'd never <laughs> be able to tell. Um, <laughs> uh, that's gonna carry over and accumulate interest, and then you'll be drowning very quickly. Yeah, and that's so. a good that's a good point to bring up. Make sh- it's it's if you pay off your entire balance, balance. not the minimum payment. Right. Um, that is that should be the key, and that's why some people are like don't really mess with credit cards just because you can get in that situation. But I think early on, especially when like you and I, at least with me, like I'm not playing with a lot of money here. Right. It's like it, it's a lower stakes game to where you can kind of get that discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, when you're older, if you feel comfortable with it, if you have a job that supports it, that's something else you can set up with like an automatic payment to where whatever the balance is, is going to clear from your checking account. And that right. way you're not, you're not hurting your credit score. You're not getting into a lot of debt. Because that is another thing that goes into planning for your future is making sure you're paying off any debts that you have, whether that's, you know, any type of loan, um, mm-hmm. you know, credit card, stuff like that. Like, the more you can get your debt down, the better off you're going to be moving mm-hmm. forward. Awesome. Very good. Um, do you have any personal finance heroes? So, yeah, I saw that question, and <laughs> I didn't – I'll be honest. I didn't really know what that meant. And, like, I know that there are people who, you know, like, I've seen books at Barnes & Noble, like, you know, Montel Williams, yeah. Dave Ramsey, all stuff. Mm. Personally, I don't read those books just because sure. I try to keep my my focus pretty narrow. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if I take in all this information, I would go to my bank. Me, personally, I'd go to my bank the next day and be like, so here's six different retirement <laughs> accounts I need. To, Dave Ramsey told me this yes. is how it works. And I just, I don't want to put myself in that situation so sure. personal finance heroes not like a big name but i it's gonna be a little cheesy but i i think that honestly like people can become their own if they just are disciplined Aww. like like early enough yeah. they can they can you know they can set themselves up you know to, to do really well in the future and to be secure because i think a lot of times especially in college we focus like what do i owe right now what do i have to pay off right now if mm-hmm. i pay this bill you know then I can go back to Target next week, and there's this twenty dollar candle, and I will go back to Target, the, and, next I, and, week. I, and I'll and I'll buy it, and I'll celebrate, and it'll be great. But if you can like pause and think about, okay, when I'm sixty five and I'm mm-hmm. let's say not working, and I that's the dream exactly. So like let's prepare for that, so I don't have to worry then what I'm worrying about now. And I right. think that if you can just have that mindset and just put a little bit of money away every now and then, then that's gonna make a, a huge difference. And you know once you get if you're working for like a corporation or someone who has a 401k plan, that's something that they can also contribute to, and that's going to help your retirement grow as well. And and yeah, it's just a it's just a good way to help yourself out. Awesome. Um, do you have any other little personal finance nuggets of knowledge that you were preparing to share with me, or did we kind of touch it all? Or uh, I mean, I think we carried it basically. Just like you know, never carry a balance on your credit card. Check. Start a retirement account as soon as possible. Need to do that. And, you know, just make sure you're putting some away in savings. And also with checking, I mean, it's not a savings account, but, like, 
I would definitely recommend don't let your checking account go to zero if possible. Right. I do realize that sometimes it's given a job and given your living expenses. Right. It may happen that way, but like let it go to zero based on your living expenses. Don't let it go to zero because you want to go see a movie when AMC opens up again. Like don't let the more frivolous spending be the reason that you're, you know, running on fumes. I think I saw I don't know if you're a fan of Mark Cuban. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Mark Cuban. I probably yeah. don't like everything about Mark Cuban because, you know, I feel like we idolize people. So I'm not I'm not idolizing Mark Cuban, but I do really like him. And I, what one of his, like, advice that he gives people is, like, never overdraft because if you go your whole life without spending any money on overdraft fees... Um, that that's just free that's just free money for your bank that they're charging you. You're not getting anything from that. You're not gaining anything from that. There's nothing that can be a benefit um, from overdrafting your bank account. So no, exactly, and I and that's a great point. And it, and again, it depends on who you bank with and what their mm-hmm. terms are. But yes, there there generally are overdraft fees, and I think that's one thing. Whenever you're budgeting, um, like don't budget if possible. Mm-hmm. Don't budget to try to go to zero or like one thing that. Um, I've started doing is looking at maybe like what my potential salary will be when I start full time. And I take that amount after taxes and I budget from that. Hmm. So I apply like a federal income tax rate, which is around like 20, 20%, something like that, uh, at least for like my lower tax bracket, because I'll be, you know, an entry level job. Um, so I, and don't I quote, don't quote me on that. No, exactly. And that's why I'm bringing it up in your same spot. Exactly. And like, like, please like check on that yourself. This is a disclaimer. I don't actually know for sure what that rate is, but sure. you know, I just take 100 minus whatever that percentage is, multiply it by my salary. And then from that number, try to think about, okay. And like, for me, I, I take it that's annually. So I take it down to like what I'll get each month. Okay. And then I budget from there and think realistically, how much are groceries going to cost me? What's my rent? What are my utilities? Okay, now outside of that, or what's my insurance? Uh, and then outside of that, okay, what do I have left? What do I really, like, am I going to get a cable plan, Wi-Fi, internet, stuff like that? Which that can go into, like, necessities, but that's still lower than, like, food and a place to live. Sure. Um, so, well, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so that's that's at least my method, and that that's a little conservative i think some people may just like budget the other way but do keep in mind like taxes exist you have to pay them so that's i try to just go ahead and take that out of the out of the running off the bat all right so that is all of the questions that i had um prepared for colt um but yesterday um on my instagram at double l show if you're not following you need to Um, I opened it up for audience members to ask questions about personal finance. Um, I was expecting a lot of people to have questions because, you know, this is something I think that's super applicable to college students. So, and uh, you guys did. You guys did have some questions. So we are going to go ahead and get into the first one. Um, Okay. So um, Sabrina asks, uh, please explain Roth IRAs and 401ks. Which I know we kind of touched on them earlier, but yeah, no, that that's a great question. So I I think one distinction is a Roth IRA is slightly different from a traditional IRA generally because there's also Roth 401ks as well. So I'll kind of explain it in that context as well. Roth in front of it generally means that your distributions are going to be tax free. So if you have a traditional IRA, which is an individual retirement account, uh, whenever you pull that money out after you're 60, then 
you can still be taxed on those distributions. If you have a Roth IRA, then whenever you pull those distributions out, you those distributions will not be taxed. So that's the big difference. Same thing happens with 401ks. So 401ks, those are what are called defined contribution um, products or d- defined contribution plans. So that means that there is a limit to what you can put in every year. And generally, um, and this is usually sponsored by a company. So like a company will have a 401k plan Mm -hmm. and you can put in so much money, um, you know, every year and your company may offer to match up to a certain percentage. And so that's a way to do it kind of through the more corporate setting is to have it, uh, is to do it through a 401k. Now, a couple things to think about. Sorry, I'm pulling up some of my notes on this. Um, so yeah, if you're under 50, you can contribute up to 19, uh, $19,500 a year. And with um, your employer contribution, you can put into $58,000 a year or um, as much as like what your, your entire salary would be. So, and it depends on which one's lower. So if you make $56,000 a year and with your employer contribution, you're putting away $56,000, um, then that's what can be kept in there. A lot of employers probably won't go that high, um, but my advice is anything that you do with any type of retirement plan, try to max it out as much as possible. So whenever you start working somewhere, um, enroll in the 401k plan and go ahead and contribute your max amount. Sometimes they give you the option of with uh, every paycheck, you can have a certain percentage. So you could have 10 to 20% go into uh, that 401k. And at the end of the year, they may have a certain matching uh, level that they put in. So that keeps growing. And then if something happens, you leave the employer um, for some reason, then there are a couple options. You can either move the 401k to an individual retirement account. So that's not withdrawing it. You're just moving it to a different account, which personally I would advise. You can also um, move it to there's a chance you can move it to your new employer's 401k plan and roll it over, um, or you can leave the money with the employer. Depending on the level um, of it, like if you just started putting money into it and it's not very big, it may not be a big deal to leave it behind, but I would try to take it with you if, if possible. Just don't pull it out of the 401k plan if you can. And then a Roth IRA is, again, an individual retirement account. Um, with right now, the contribution limits are $6,000 a year and they earn like anywhere like six to 7% annual interest. So, and on a Roth IRA just means whenever you pull those distributions out again, after you're 59 and a half, that those distributions will be tax-free. And um, IRAs do not have a, a specific distribution requirement because some like 401k plans, whenever you're 72, they have a, a minimum amount that you have to pull out each year so that it's not just sitting there and IRAs uh, do not. Very good. Okay. Um, And just as a reminder, we are um, answering the questions um, that you guys asked on our social media. If you're not following our social media, another another shameless plug. It is at Double L Show. Um, It's very fun. It's very cute. Very pink. Very red. Um, So, yeah. Okay. Last question. Um, And this is kind of a joke. So... You know, Cole, you don't have to justify this question with a real answer. Um, But we'll ask it anyway, because we're here to have fun, right? We're here to laugh uh, as much as we are to learn. Okay. 
Um, so Fawaz says, I bet all my money on the Chiefs, wah wah, uh, will try to get out of debt betting on the NBA. Which team? So good that he's trying to get out of debt. As you mentioned earlier, you know, good to pay off all your debts and mm-hmm. not have those. Um, but what, what, what would you recommend for Fawaz? So... One, if you truly bet all of your money, I don't really know what you're trying to bet with. So I would I would sort that out with your bank to see how much either credit or, you know, actual cash that you have on hand. Um, but I can't really give you a team to, to bet on because, honestly, I mean, as you saw with the Chiefs, that didn't go very well. So I don't really – I can't really give you a – a take that will that will get you out of the hole that you're in, but I think once you do get out of that, you know maybe make some small payments off every now and then if you're if whoever you're paying will allow you to do that, and uh, and then maybe just because uh, <laughs> there's no there's nothing there's no such thing as a sure thing in gambling, so if that's, that's true. I would not recommend that as a way to um, <laughs> to grow your your fortune. So so Colt is officially officially against against gambling for the sake of. <laughs> building sure. your finances. If you want to do it because it's fun and you don't care about losing money, go go nuts. Just don't <laughs> I wouldn't look at it as a get rich quick scheme. Colt, have you ever gambled? I've played like five dollar poker before, okay. if that counts. So was that successful for you? No, actually no. it was awful. <laughs> that's that's why I that's why I don't like the idea oh, of gambling. No. I'm not I'm not one of those people who's lucky enough in that way sure. um to make it work for me. So I, I just don't really tempt it that much. Sure. Um, were you were you pulling for the Chiefs or were you pulling for the Buccaneers? So I was pulling for the Chiefs. I thought I liked them as a team collectively more. Um, although I did recognize that it would be really hard to bet against Tom Brady, yeah. and they proved us right. So I mean, I'm very happy for Brady and the Buccaneers. That's great for them. Uh, yeah. Do I wish it would have gone the other way? Sort of, but yeah. I mean, it was it was a good game from Tampa Bay's side. The Chiefs really didn't. Really didn't play too well, in my opinion. Yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're not going to bet all your money on the Chiefs, like our friend Fawaz. Yeah, uh, no. That was that was kind of unfortunate. Um, oh, well, though. That's okay. Fawaz, better, better luck next time, Fawaz. And thank goodness we have Colt here to advise you on how to um, get out of debt. Um, okay, so... Cole, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Um, I've had a very great time. I've had I've learned a lot about personal finance. Um, something I'm gonna take away from this is I am definitely going to start a retirement um, account fund. What What's the word? Account. Generally. Account. I mean, either 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 one's fine, <laughs> okay. but the technical term would okay. be account. Okay. Um, and I'm glad, you know, I when I when I pitched this as a show, I don't think anyone thought I was going to be covering personal finance. I didn't. But I think it's important that um, you know, we 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 learn things every day and this is something that I certainly had a gap in knowledge about. So, I am very thankful that I had a friend that was willing to sit down and teach me in a a bit of a public uh, setting um, about personal finance. Um, and when I told my friends that I was going to be doing this for my first episode, everyone was like, oh, I should probably listen to that episode <laughs> because that is something that I also need to learn about. Um, so I think, you know, as most of us are college students um, coming out of, you know, paying for our school expenses and looking 
uh, forward to our careers and being out on our own and maybe if we have certain expenses being covered by scholarships or by uh, family members or savings or whatever the case may be um, looking to the future and how we're going to manage um, all of that when we are full-time working adults I think is really important so I know that this was helpful for me hopefully it was helpful to at least one other person out there um colt did i fulfill my end of the bargain did you laugh at all i did actually your general demeanor is actually quite quite comical and actually by the scoreboard i do think uh, i beat you by one it seems to be eight seven learning to laughing but you know i i think that's a pretty fair split sure um i will say it's a little bit hard to crack jokes about about money which is um a, a bit of a, a bit of a serious issue um so but i i definitely think that that score just reflects that i needed to learn a lot so um i'm happy that i was able to do that and i want to i want to say you know this could because i because i'm a woman and cold as a man this could be categorized as mansplaining but i just want to say that it's not because I asked Colt to teach me about this. And also, I don't know anything about personal finance. So if anybody out there is going to say that this is mansplaining, I want to officially say that it is not. Because Colt was asked to teach me about this. And it needed to happen, as we have all learned, uh, while observing me learn about personal finance. So there, There's also probably a handful, if not more, things that I missed. So like, if this is just a starting point for you, I really hope it was helpful. And... If there are things that you're not sure, like, please, like, go look them up, find out for yourself. I don't want you to just take any info that you found from here and just run with it. Um, I would really prefer it just be used as a starting point so you can learn for yourself and make personal finance, you know, your own, because that's the that's the whole point of it. All right. Uh, Colt, thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm very thankful um, to have you as a friend and now to have you as the first official guest on my show. Uh, Thank you for, you know, being patient um, as I attempted to learn about personal finance. And I know you taught me more things than, you know, times I made you laugh, but I hope this was still worth your time. And thank you so much for coming on the show. That is all we have, um, everyone, for the Double L Show today. Um, You can catch us next week, um, Thursdays from 1 to 3 p.m. You can listen live via the TuneIn app on the Studio U station. Or uh, you can find these episodes after the fact on Spotify. Um, Be sure to also follow us on Instagram uh, to keep up with our fun little little funky posts. Um, We've got some pictures and behind the scenes of Colt today in the studio. So that'll be fun to check out. Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll catch you next week. We're going to do some more laughing. We're going to do some more learning. um, And all in all, we're just going to have a good time. Thanks for watching the double or thanks for listening to the double l show and we'll catch you next week